Welcome back, everybody. We have another monthly market update here. And finally, something a little bit interesting to report. So basically, in the month of October, we finally saw a little bit of optimism in the statistics. Um, but the underlying stories in terms of what's going on out there in the rest of the world and some of the, the headlines that are or the, the stories or narratives that are bubbling up below the surface, um, I would say are very concerning. So we have some some conflict here, but we have a bit of a change in trajectory versus the last six, seven months. Uh, so I'm excited to talk, talk to you about it. So let's dive into it here. First off, you know, the way that, that we like to think about these types of, of things is you just look at the sales volume. How many sales happened? Where did that leave our inventory total? How does sales and inventory as a relationship equaling the months of inventory uh, tell us that things are heading? And then what does that mean in terms of prices? How did the, the, the relationship between sales, existing inventory, and what's left at the end of the month correlate into the supply and demand and the output of the average prices? First of all, I'm going to say that prices dropped again. This is the seventh month, I believe the seventh month, if I'm remembering my my script correctly. Um, if you want to reference any of this, you can go back to uh, the blog post. I've written a long blog post a couple months in a row here. I think I'm getting better at it than ever. I'm definitely not a writer, uh, but it's, it's a much more uh, specific version of this update because I don't want to sit here and, and, and stare at a huge chart of numbers and bore everybody. This is more of the storyline, but if you want to dig into some of the, the stats uh, that, that go along with the story, much better to, to find them. I could be held more accountable on my blog post uh, th than I do on here as uh, I'm, I'm you know racing against the clock before the kids get off the bus to give you the goods. So... Let's go back to prices. Prices dropped a little over 1% again month over month. Now, that's not a lot, but it continues. Prices dropping. It's it's like water cutting a rock. It just keeps going. It's powerful. Small decreases, but you know, large semi-annual losses if we keep to seeing this up. But what was interesting is that the total sales numbers were up in October rather drastically over September's numbers of this year. Now, I went back to 10 years of sales data, it's not totally abnormal to see October have higher sales numbers than September. But from what I saw is that normally if October were to edge out September in terms of total sales numbers, it wasn't by much. Normally very close. You're talking like 110 and 115, you know, or 100 and 109. But we went from around 80 in September to, to over, I believe it was around 110 in October from September having about 80. So a really big jump. Um, in the number of sales and okay so what's going on here right it's not a continued just brrrm, chug down of sales numbers and we also saw a slight reversal in the total number of active listings and so these two points combined to leave us with a, a smaller inventory at the end of the month that we had in September pretty positive sales volume activity, nothing compared to last year, but last year was in, in the year prior was extremely abnormal. Um, but a healthy October by, by a decade's account of sales and better than September. It left us with a months of inventory metric that was very, uh, I'll say healthy in our case, 
typically not healthy when you're talking about market health and buyers or sellers market, um, it would indicate that we are, you know, really returning into a seller's market. Now, everyone's going to say, wait, 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 like, how can we possibly be in a seller's market when we're continuing to see these prices slide, decline? Technically, by the textbooks, we've always been in a seller's market. Inventory has never gone above three months of inventory throughout this entire price, you know, slide over the last six months. But what we're seeing here that is uniquely different is that the rate of change in the in the trajectory. So not only has the inventory uh, gone down, the months of inventory gone down month over month, but it went down pretty drastically. We were at 1.6 months of inventory, if I'm remembering my numbers correctly here. Um, and, and in the month prior, it was about 2.3. So, you know, I've said this a lot of times now, but for everybody, you think about months of inventory, just think about like, uh, a reservoir of anything. How many months of it do you have? Uh, so, so how much money do you have in the bank? If, if, if you got laid off and money stopped flowing into your bank account today, how much, how many months can you go without any new money? Um, you know, you can imagine if you got three months, okay, you got some time. If you got one month or around one month, one and a half month, that's pretty tight. And so think about the inventory that way. If no new listings were to come on tomorrow, uh, and the sales pace continued how it was, we'd, we'd be burned through our listings at this point in 1.6 months. It's pretty aggressive. And it really is the first time that I kind of got taken aback by the statistics in seven months where something sort of bucked what I was expecting to see. And it makes you go, okay, are we really near a bottom? And I don't say the bottom because we could be near a bottom because you know, if you look at this on a graph going down, 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 it starts to curve, you have this troughing, you have a flattening. And if the months of inventory trend continued to go like it did last month, it is very plausible that we could see a month over month price gain in November. That's I'll be the first one to say it the way that all the numbers looked if everything in my hours of staring at these graphs and listening to other people and talking to people has told me anything if my intuition is even one ounce of correct here it's it's that we could see not large but but could see you know like an eight thousand ten thousand dollar month over month a price increase in average sales prices after november's calculated which would be huge that would be huge for for optimism you know show of resilience of a, of a bottom but what i want to say is why i call it a bottom not the bottom is because there's a chance that it's uh, this false floor where you know it, it could it could tick up a little bit, flow it along sideways, a little up, and then kaboom! Because we've got some real pending, um, albeit we have extremely conflicting variables in our multivariate equation. That is home prices. Um, we have very many conflicting variables um, of the most. Uh, bullish or optimistic is that the federal government has announced that they want to immigrate uh, 500,000 new residents next year, um, topping you know the the record year this year, and just putting more pressure on the true scarcity of housing in our province. That is a very big variable uh, in the, in the discussion and in the equation. Um, but beyond all that, beyond all the hope, beyond um, sellers not putting inventory on the market quick enough right now, the, the inventory shrinking, um, uh, the half a point interest raise rather than three quarters of a point at the last meeting. In, in addition to all these things, you can lap on all these potential bullish or optimistic arguments. And then you just look at all of the real potential turmoil bubbling below the surface. I'm a part of many, 
um, pessimistic Facebook groups. I follow a lot of people, you know, Toronto housing bubble, Facebook, Twitter feeds, all this. And, um, you know, cause I want to see both sides objectively and there, it really truly is a lot of, of, um, not so great stuff happening out there with, with, uh, people being overly indebted and insolvent people being over leveraged investors that bought too many properties, their properties aren't cash flowing with the interest rate increases. They, they are becoming insolvent, um, and having a stress sell, but now it's not adding up to real numbers that are affecting our inventory right now, but we're seeing a lot of individuals coming through us as professionals that are uh, sort of starting the consultation about, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be pretty tight on this. What do I do? And, or I bought a couple of pre-construction places and I, I can't close on them all anymore. What do I do? These types of things, um, where there's, it's not all roses out there. I'll, you know, let alone the, the recessionary forces that we know are out there with with potential um, layoffs and, and whatnot coming down the pipe. Um, so that's it for this time. I'm going to keep it tight, mainly because my 10-minute uh, timer is up and I've got to go get the kids off the bus. <laughs> but what I would say is that if anybody wants to carry on this discussion, hit me up in the YouTube comments uh, or go to the blog, go to the website, mitchcleary.com slash insights and read some of my, I really went into more depth on those sub uh, discussions. You know, I sort of broke everything down into the stats and the story. Here's the stats. Here's the story for each one of these sort of piles of metrics that we like to break down. So go over there, have a look. You're going to see the link in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video for the blog post. Have a look. And if you need to do anything in the next three to six months, you're not currently working with a realtor, and you want specific advice for you related to your situation, your cash situation, your employment situation, your family growth or decline, call us, set up an appointment. Uh, we've got a team that's here that's, that's ready to chat, and we would love to help you out. That's it for this week, and I'll look forward to talking with everybody soon.